0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Champagne Room Secrets podcast. I am your host today, Candy. The lovely Kitty is producing from behind the camera. And today we are joined by the lovely, beautiful, amazing, talented, stunning Edie Eve. (laughs) Hi. Kitty and I know Edie Eve from burlesque. I just heard of like
1: Hex in the City and I'm like, oh man, like I love this show. Like what a cool show. For the longest time I felt when I had to do burlesque, I had, I had my burlesque persona and my sex worker persona and I had to hide it. And what I love so much about Hex in the City is that it's so pro sex work, pro marginalized folks, pro, pro, pro everything that, that people might look down upon. It's pro that. And that I love that because it's like, oh, I can be I can be a sex worker and I
0: can be a proud sex worker. Also, I just want to acknowledge we're dressed up. <laughs> I'm like, what if we just kept going and didn't acknowledge this at all? We've been wanting to interview Edie for a really long time because uh, I learned about Edie being having a stripper pass and like a little bit like sprinkled here and there. And so I've been wanting to interview you. But uh, Halloween was a few days ago and I was a little overserved. I was very excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to interview you this week because we need to film our next week episode. And Edie was just like, fucking game. And then I don't know if it was that night or a little bit later. I think it was that night. You were like, I have a theme picked out. As for Carrie sings, it's time. It's
1: time. It's Christmas. We're in November. It is Christmas. So it's time to watch the Christmas films. And one of my favorite Christmas films, and I will argue with anyone. This is a Christmas film is Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. That is a Christmas film. So we are dressed up as characters from
0: the orgy scene. So I had never seen Eyes Wide Shut. So I thought in in preparation for this theme that you were so excited about, I will watch it. And first of all, it fucking stresses me out so much because it's one of those movies where you're like just be poly. like the movie starts and I'm like oh my god they're like in this lovely open relationship that's like so hot and it turns out wrong and then they're just yelling at each other and I'm like I'm, I'm like, itchy I'm stressed and
1: it turns out her quote cheating was she imagined right. having sex with another man not fucking another person imagining that she is
0: fucking another person and that is <laughs> Oh, my God, the marriage is in shambles. Listen, I don't want to judge, but compulsive monogamy and heterosexuality just stresses me out no. so much. But there was a sex worker in it, so, you know, we're okay talking about it. Yay, sure. yep. <laughs> and she charged not enough. Besides
1: Eyes Wide Shut being a Christmas film, I recently did a show with um, Baloney SF, which is a incredible all-gay male review, and we did a production called eyes wide shut so it was inspired by specifically the orgy scene of eyes wide shut i played the dominatrix well i got to wear all of my patent leather and leather and bring all my bdsm gear and just spank the shit out of a bunch of strangers are you telling me
0: gay men like orgies yeah
1: yes they do oh my god they very well so shocked
0: and we're also drinking um a cute little mocktail out of my favorite little They're little birds (laughs) birds three years sober Woo. Woo! Oh, congratulations. Two years. Amazing. It's a little, like, sparkly tea drink. I, I love that I'm drinking it from the asshole. <sighs> you mentioned burlesque, and Kitty uh, mentioned the story earlier. You have an interesting situation where some hosts in burlesque gave you some shit or maybe wasn't very nice about you also being a sex worker.
1: In burlesque, you're a lot of folks have taglines. One of my taglines that I had was stripper by day and stripper by night. Oh. And it was just meant to to be to say that I'm a stripper, at, stripping is my twenty four seven job, and yeah. also I'm a stripper at the burlesque show, so I'm a stripper all year round.
0: I, honestly, I love that. Yeah. It's very camp. <laughs> yeah,
1: twice this happened, and I wrote stripper by day, stripper by night. One host said showgirl by day, showgirl by night, and I was like, <gasps> wait, they
0: just changed it. They without just changed even it, asking? and it's like,
1: but it says stripper by day, stripper by night, babe. Another one was at a bar show, the host literally made it a point on the microphone to say, I'm not going to say this word. She's a showgirl by day and showgirl by night. It's horophobic and that's disrespectful. And it's like, great. You don't know the history of burlesque. What was your first foray into the work? Okay, we're going to, I'm going to take it back to my origin story. Time travel, time travel, time travel. I remember feeling like something in my pants when I watched Wayne's World and seeing Tia Carrera in lingerie. I did not think you were going to say Wayne's World. You know Tia Carrera?
0: Yes, Beautiful Filipino
1: woman. There's one scene where she's wearing like this full-on like white lingerie set. Who wears lingerie most of the time?
0: Strippers!
1: Yay! So I just (laughs) loved strippers. I thought, oh my God, these people are so cool. I just felt this power and magic from sex workers even though people look down on sex workers people I believe secretly are uh, obsessed with sex workers I because they, there's agree. power and magic yeah. to that so high school was 2005 to 2009 for me this in the the early oo. Oh, Y2K fashion. Like, no, that's the ooh, ooh. There was a website that was pretty popular called Suicide Girls. Suicide Girls really were marketing themselves as we're the alternative playboy. As long as you're white and (laughs) thin. I was just going to say that, you know, they have Suicide Girls burlesque. They won't have trans women. They won't have plus size women and they won't have uh, women over a certain age. Yeah. So you're actually not the opposite of Playboy. You're no. actually still playing into Playboy. You just happen to have tattoos and piercings. Right. I had a profile. You have a profile. You can see all the photos and you can blog. It's so funny. I think my uh, profile is still up and you can see all my musings from high sc- uh, senior year of high school and freshman year of college. And once I turned 18, did you actually wait till you turn 18? Yes, I did. I had a homie, super hipster homie, take photos of me, artistic photos of me. You submit your photo shoot and you're first in the hopefuls. So you're hopeful that you'll get to the main page and they'll give you like, what, $500? Okay. I think it wasn't, you know, anything super uh, extreme or graphic. It's artistic nudes. Didn't get on Suicide Girls. Did another but photo shoot. But were people shoot. able
0: to like, uh, like see your content and like yes. comment and yeah. like jerk off to yeah. it and stuff? Yep. And you titties good. out. Yep. Bush out. out. Yep. Okay, there you go. So you were, I mean, whatever, fuck Suicide Girls, but you were essentially like working on there. Yeah. As a worker and was your first first thing.
1: I met one dude who would pay me to do shibari, which is a Japanese rope tie bondage uh, modeling. I also worked with this other uh, gross dude who would do like fetish photography with me and a uh, messy food photography
0: with me at his apartment. Uh-huh. Um, he was gross. A man with a camera being gross? Yeah. Now you can look back at it like years later, probably, I don't know, like a decade or more than a decade later. Yes, yep. And you feel like you were probably exploited. Did you feel like that at the time? I'm gonna
1: be honest. I was raised in a very strict uh, Mexican Catholic family in San Diego. I did not start masturbating until I was 19.
0: <gasps> so I was
1: performing sexuality without really understanding my sexuality. Once I started masturbating and really understanding my sexuality, I met another person on Model Mayhem who would pay me to take nude photos. And then he said, hey, like, if I give you X amount of money, can like I video record us having sex?
0: And I was like, Okay. You know, it's just kind of baby steps yeah. into sex work. That's kind of a big step, like, having, yeah. if there's, like, sex tapes of you out there, like, did you, what was your thought process? With the other
1: dude, I would do, you know, blowjob photos with him, mm-hmm. and
0: so... It was, like,
1: porn S, but it was baby steps. It was, like, yeah. nude photos for suicide girls. Then it was blowjob photos. Then it was let's have sex on camera. So it's just, you
0: know, it's kind of baby steps and and shibari. One is kind of like a gateway to like the next thing. So when did you get into in-person work then? It was right before I graduated. I worked at the Lusty Lady peep show in North Beach. R.I.P. We interviewed another ex-dancer. Neptune slash Vix had told us some things like they would be dancing peep show, but maybe sex shows. And then also people might be like watching you guys if it's like a couple and like... Jerking off and fucking. Yep, yep. You know, when you first start off in sex work,
1: you don't know what a lot of money is. You don't know what a good night is. You don't know. Good nights are different for everyone. When you're young, And let's say in one night you make, you go home with $300.
0: Right, right, and you guys were paid hourly.
1: We were paid hourly and uh, we would get paychecks weekly. There were um, a few dancers who, they would find ways to like steal money. You're in the main floor, and if someone's in the booth and and they're like, I wanna go, I wanna do a private room with you. You go to then the private room, it's a little bigger. Uh And, you know, you do the show, you might masturbate in front of them, jerk off, whatever.
0: And there's always a glass. Yep, there's, there's like always a glass, glass or something.
1: But then once you're done, you say, hey, can you tip me, da da They'll put their tip in a little slot, but there was one slot that was kind of broken. So the dancers would ask, would say, hey, can you put your tip in, the, in that slot? And then once they were gone.
0: <laughs> Did anyone try to stick their dick tip into the slot or no?
1: No. Okay, No, I God. think it's because it was right to the side. Someone okay. did fuck a burrito. And they left the fucking porno room fucking messy. Wait. Okay, go back.
0: <laughs> they had a burrito. Yep. Like dug a little hole and they're like penetrating.
1: Yep. yep. They got a burrito at a taqueria <laughs> in North Beach and they fucked a burrito.
0: I'm sure that's like, it's kind of like the apple pie thing. Like yeah. Apple pie, right? Yeah. What if they paid
1: one of us to eat it? Would you have eaten it? <laughs> what the price, price is right. would you have eaten the cum
0: burrito?
1: Well, you know, I was young back then. I would do, you know, photo shoots here and there, but I was still working at a frozen yogurt shop. Uh huh. So three hundred, going home with three hundred dollars was like,
0: oh my god! No, I nights
1: where I went home with three thousand dollars.
0: Three thousand at the Lusty? For that no.
1: one, it was a bachelor party at uh, some okay. members only so club would... in San Jose.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, fun. Because I was like, going to ask, like, did you ever like meet clients outside of the Lusty Lady oh. specifically? Oh. <laughs> Catch me! Listen. Okay, this is like literally the most like unjudgmental space. I'm drinking out of a bird's ass right now. First, gonna start off by saying a
1: cab. Yeah, a cab. Absolutely. But when you need money, you need money. There's yes. this police officer who would come in. Cancelled. I'm cancelled. And we would go to the uh, private area. He liked role playing where I'm like changing and I'm naked mm-hmm. and he's like acting like a creeper.
0: Okay, so, like you don't know that he's there. It, yes, I don't know oh, that he's okay. there. So yeah. it's like
1: the peeping Tom.
0: And you're like, oh, yeah. oh my bra is so
1: uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> he would
0: stick it off, and, and he's then, like. <laughs> and then, yes,
1: yes. It was, it was but very. men are so gross. It was, we love him. We
0: love men. We love men. They're money. I'm so sorry, I have to take this off because it's
1: catching on my eyelashes. While I was working with Lusty, I did a couple uh, field trips to okay. Portland. I think what people forget is, like, there is such a thing as new girl girl money. Yeah. Uh, New worker money. So, of course, you know, I'd go to Portland. I work at, I think my favorite was Rose City Strip. I think Mm -hmm. that's what it was called. I made really great money. I made more money uh, there at night. Than I would within a week at the last yeah, of, 80, of course. So it's right, great. because you're able to keep at least it, most of your money. Yes, keep most such. of the money and keep and take it home that night. And then I went again in the winter, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Guam because uh, some of the dancers were recommending Guam so to I, work at strip clubs. Yeah, to work oh, at a strip club, you okay. get a contract in Guam. If you want to go to Guam, don't expect that you're going to make bank. See it as an opportunity that you're going to get a free vacation. Yeah. You're going to get a you're going to get out. They fly you out? Yep, they, Well, you sign a contract so oh, they fly
0: you out. Okay. And you have to work off
1: that, you know, that flight.
0: Oh, so that's just, it's just it's just a loan. It's
1: basically a loan. Okay. Like they give you room and board and then, you know, you you sell drinks. It's a lot of selling drinks and a lot of selling dances and then you dance on stage and I kind of went because there was one dancer who said, Oh my god, I made all this money and it
0: was amazing and you'll get a VIP oh. once a week. Oh my god. That's like the tale as old as time when you're a stripper. Like yes. you have to go here. The money's here. Go over, go to Miami, go to New York. I'm like, well, I went oh. to New York last month and guess what? No one would fucking hire me.
1: It's so true. It's just, it's, it's the promises of riches. When you travel,
0: don't expect anything. Don't expect anything. Right. It's just like, it's like a fun thing to do if you make money bonus, but like just try to like break even and and whatever. I had never heard of that. Like other places, at least like upfront, like flying people out and offering room and board. To me, that sounds like almost like the brothel setup where you go live at a brothel and i forgot we had a brothel worker interview once i forgot what the money was but i think you have that they have to pay to live there or it gets like taken out of their like wages yeah, or something like that. that how old are you this time Do you i remember? was 22. okay was so 22. you're still very young i was 22. That's we're still like baby. pretty much the, almost like the beginning of your like yeah sex work yeah. journey because that was 10 years ago when you came back here did you have like a home club ever like somewhere you like were consistently going or were you just kind of traveling yes a lot?
1: when i so i traveled a lot went to vegas that was a bust, Went yeah. to Guam, bus Sugar daddy. daddy took me to Tokyo. <gasps> okay,
0: tell us about the Sugar Daddy.
1: Was this your first Sugar Daddy? I really only had one Sugar Daddy. It was this dude.
0: Really? You yeah. only had one? I would have thought you had like a whole roster of that. Uh, that's very sweet
1: of you. No, I don't know. But yeah, I had this one Sugar Daddy that was kind of like a Sugar Daddy to a lot of the lusties.
0: Oh, so he was like a collector. Yes. He's like collecting you guys like Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm.
1: But I went to Tokyo and I worked as a Shibari model. And, uh... I got to stay at the hotel where they filmed Lost in Translation. Which is yeah, so incredible. yeah. There are some really amazing things. That's the thing about sex work is that there's like some really incredible, amazing stories. And then there's you get really... like a lot
0: of opportunities to yes. get stuff that like not like people just like don't get to do. That with, don't like, get normal to do. Yeah.
1: And then there's some fucked up moments that i don't wish upon anyone
0: yeah you know that's that's how it is i mean it's just it's such an exploitative industry like kind of whatever way you slice it yeah and you just always have to be like on guard like listening to your instincts but even then like yeah
1: so i moved Um, back to sf and then i started working at the crazy horse and it was all nude because of no alcohol which is great i know you're not here for a motherfucking drink uh, you're here because you want some That's sexy a good time.
0: point because I I've never been in a nude I've never worked at a nude club but you've told me you prefer that is that because of the alcohol thing or is that because you just prefer to be fully nude well both because
1: um and even this was before I was sober I just loved working at the Crazy Horse because I'm not competing with alcohol I'm not competing with the bar we're not playing fucking sports shit not competing <sighs> with that uh, that and, honestly does sound good yeah, nice. yeah you know it's all nude so I don't have to worry about wearing double panties like i had to wear when i yeah, worked still yeah didn't have to worry about like there's like when i worked at the crazy horse vegas they were very strict about you can't show fupa you can't mm-hmm. show flap yeah you can't show the ham sandwich <laughs>
0: They're very strict, and that's what I love about... They have that up in the dressing room. No damn sandwich, sandwich, sandwich showing
1: on the floor. It was just so easy. It's like, I don't have to worry about a, a host dude or a guard yelling at me for showing too much flap. Really? And I'm not competing with a
0: motherfucking bar. I know why you're here, because you want to get a lap dance. So for the full nude, did you do contact lap dances? Yes. Because when you're grinding on a guy and you're wearing a G-string, it's like you have to have like, a level of protection. Yeah. You don't have that if you're nude. Yeah. And you just, you didn't really think about it. It wasn't a thing. You make sure to
1: to wash up at night, yeah. you know, with the, you know, sometimes people be coming in with dirty ass pants. You know, there's just pros and cons, but I loved it. It was just easy. And I will say that because I don't work full time at a strip club anymore, but I love the feeling of giving a lap dance and an all nude lap dance. Just, oh. It's so, like, therapeutic for me. And I went to a strip club this past year in Vegas, Palomino, and I got a, a private room with a dancer, and she was so beautiful and so fun, but she was very talky. Yeah. And I realized, like, oh, I feel like that's, like, I like more of quiet and just, like, touching. Yeah. And that was my style of lap dance. And, mm-hmm. oh, I miss that. I miss giving lap dances. If anybody wants to get a lap <laughs> dance for me, comment on do a uh, hundred fifty for ten minutes. Plus, pit.
0: honestly, that's a good deal.
1: That's a good deal. I still love sex work, and I still do it here and there, just very little. Yeah, you're
0: more of like an independent. Yeah.
1: Yep. yep. Worker. So what happened was I gained weight, and you know, um, a lot of the dancers would comment on that, even if they thought it was nice. Even to if your they face? said, yeah, they would be like, oh, you're curvy. Oh, you gained weight. Oh, oh, but but you do burlesque, so you know you should and it's and i used to have an eating disorder in high school and there was also another like one time i was dancing on stage and this guy was like oh my god you look like ariana grande but thick and i'm just like listen even if you think it's a compliment please don't comment on people's bodies right yeah please don't yeah even if you're like oh my god you're so beautiful you're skinny it's like you don't know where that person's at. So there was a combination of just like, I gained weight, people were commenting on my weight, AB5, which is basically all independent contractors (laughs) now have to be employees, which kind of fucks over sex workers and strippers. And so that was happening. Our club was really like the last ones in the bay to switch over. Yeah. But this was 2019. And then I got offered, um, because I... Also did like other work in Mm. the arts. Then I got an offer to work full time uh, this one job. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I think it's mentally I'm ready. Yeah, You know, it's I think the universe, I listen to the universe. You got to listen to the voice in the back of your head. I think the universe is telling me like, I don't want to do this as a full time thing anymore. Yeah, I've done it for like the past 10 years. So this was 2019. And then. Early, beginning of 2020, the yeah. club flips over to employees. I have my new job. And then the Panini, the Panorana, the Panasonic, the <laughs> The pandemic happens in March 2020. Yeah. And, you know, that changes everything. Yeah. And, and now 2023, I do burlesque, but also I love, like, one of the last shows I did was Bad Bitch Burlesque, mm-hmm. and it was, like, underground strip club I love it. It just, it felt like a strip club. I know. I club. saw your post
0: today. It was I so made, good. You guys to check it out. I think it's just, is that the Instagram? At Bad Bitch Burlesque, I made over $600 in That's tips alone. That's amazing. I just love it. I just love,
1: I love shows that just have that strip club vibe that really prioritizes, prioritizes sex workers I started doing burlesque when I worked at the Lusty. A lot of the sex workers at the Lusty were also theater performers and they did drag and, yeah. uh, you know, they circus did probably burlesque. Circus, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Right. you know, they did circus. They did all that. So I asked, I was like, hey, what are the shows? And back then, 2013, there was really like most of the shows were produced by men. And really, it was a very yeah. gatekeeping kind of era and it really sucked. It
0: really yeah, sucked. Yeah, we started it, it in twenty sixteen and yeah. it was like pretty much like gatekeeping the same. Yeah. It yeah. was the same same male producers
1: and hiring the same people, hiring people that they were attracted to. Right. And that's it. And uh, I was encouraged to take burlesque classes at a school in Oakland and I did for several several years. Then I stopped because I did not like this instructor. And this instructor would also say things like, well, twerk, but do classy twerking.
0: (laughs) Now how are you gonna do that? (laughs) It was very classy. Throw that ass back like the Queen of England would. (laughs) Yeah. This was
1: 2013, she didn't like twerking. mm. She didn't
0: think it was classy.
1: She would also say she didn't like it when people would wear their pasties or lingerie out and about oh like after you perform when you
0: go go out yeah yeah she didn't like that burlesque is so fucking low stakes like let us live like if you want to do that who cares unless it's like a a law thing right like yes if it's a
1: law thing like blue laws yes i get it but it was just so classist um well she uh got ran out of the community so yeah yeah and I don't feel sorry for her. But yeah. anyways, stopped working 2019, stopped working at the Crazy Horse. Um, so you were there for a long time. I was there for a very long time. I don't know if I'll, I'll go back to traditional strip yeah. clubs anymore because I don't, I want to disrupt the system. Yeah, I, I know. I, I
0: feel the same way because it is such a fun job. Like that's why I went to New York yes. last month to try like work at some clubs and then just like not being hired anywhere. I'm like, I think I'm done trying yeah. to work. I think I'm at done. Clubs. And also just like, money-wise and hours-wise, it just doesn't make sense with my other current work. Yeah. That is, like, super... I mean, it's not consistent all the time, but it's, like, the quality of the clients the customers are, like, so much better. I'm my own boss. No one's taking my, like, 60%. Like... Yeah. And and that's kind of what you... I think you'd probably be open to that, too. Like, if the opportunity, like, arose. Yes. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, is that I think... I love seeing that there are producers
1: and performers that are really pushing for diversity they're pushing for um prior t- prioritizing sex workers and like saying i'm a sex worker and i'm doing this show and i'm prioritizing other sex workers and other sex workers that don't get these opportunities because they don't get hired at these clubs yeah so that's kind of where i'm at right now i love sex work i love my past will i ever go back to traditional uh corporate uh, clubs
0: no yeah but, but there's I, so many other options like even so I remember you and I were talking yeah maybe like a year or two ago about yeah. like doing like a little business for like even like bachelor parties or yes. like stuff like that yes I love it yep. which yes. like I would still be yeah. down but like I don't know if I want to like start like another business but yeah. I'm like I would definitely be down if like people had that yes. opportunity to be like hell oh, yeah I'll go to like a bachelor party and yeah. like totally break out my I have like so many fucking pleasers in my closet oh, like yes. <laughs> break out some pleasers yes. and get on there but anyways, that's kind of just my story. Yeah, it's a, it's that's been a amazing. Long ride and it's just, I'm just. You sound like you have such like a level head about it. You yeah. just like, you've not always had positive experiences, but even like the negative ones you look back on and like be a little more reflective. And it doesn't feel like the industry like spat you out. Like you kind of like naturally kind of like floated away from it when it wasn't serving you as much. When it wasn't serving me.
1: Yeah. And, and when, you know, again, I tell folks Listen to your intuition, listen to the voice in the back of your head. If it doesn't feel right, if yeah. it doesn't serve you, you have to step away from it. Yeah. So and also just create and that's something I would love to help produce shows and I would love to just, you know, help in any ways to produce nights that are like queer strip club nights. I love that. I want more of that. Yeah. You know, create those you spaces. Mean, hey, twenty
0: twenty four. Yep, twenty twenty four. Make let's, it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's Absolutely. Make it happen. We want to disrupt the system. Because guess what? Everyone loves a titty. Everyone. And people should be able to spend a, a dollar on it. And we should be able to keep all of that dollar. I see beauty in everyone. Exactly. Like here's the thing. Anyone can be hot. Yeah. Hotness can be achieved by anyone. And yep. I fully believe that. Yep. Thank you so much for coming out to our little studio, aka my house, <laughs> and sharing your story. I've been wanting to interview for you for a long time because you're just so happy and positive. And I'm like, what is the deal here? What's going on? No one who's been in the industry this long is like this lovely to be around, but I just love your outlook on it. I think it's great. And we don't like get to hear a lot of these stories, especially on like media representations and stuff. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. thank you so much on behalf of the CRS team. And uh, is there anything you would like to promote your social media handles or you have an OnlyFans? I will say that
1: my OnlyFans is a Little inactive, but I still have a lot of cool stuff. If also, still if, you, new, if you know, if you
0: got a bunch of uh subscribers, I'm sure you would put some you know more time into it. Yes,
1: yeah. if I got more subscribers, I'd put more t- time into the OnlyFans, but I still have a lot of really great stuff there from back catalog. That if you want to check out, check out it's E-D-E, edie, e d i e e v e. Please follow me on Instagram. I have a bunch of brunch shows coming up in November. Yay! Um, and yay! And then I think the most notable is I have um, a show called Misfit Cabaret coming in December, fun. December 15th, 16th, uh, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. That's a holiday show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And yeah, just
0: follow me on Instagram because I'll tell you where I'm at. Perfect. And then while you're doing that, make sure to follow CR Secrets Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and the other ones, even though those are the ones we're more active on. And uh, subscribe to the podcast, either to our YouTube channel here, or we have all of our episodes and our backlog on uh, just auditory versions on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that, which will be linked down below. So thank you so much for sticking around. And we, um, yeah hope to do a lot more of these visual episodes and keep it up so uh let us know what you think and let us know if you want to hear more stories from me cuz like
1: I have stories from phoenix I from if we have from you. brooklyn from las
0: vegas ooh i have a lot i was telling kitty like uh if we had something with the three of us it could be a little like a little less structured and kind of more like stories or play like play a little game or something like that like that could be really fun all right see you next time Peace out.
1: What I loved about Dita was that she did sex work.
0: She's she was a stripper, feature stripper. She porn, did porn. porn star. Is that the one with the shoe dildo? Yes. I yes. watched it actually because you had me watch it. <laughs> Look it up, find it, it's great.